What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. This is episode 445, celebrating six years of podcasting. I am your host, Stevie, alongside Lincoln. How you doing, Lincoln? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Really, really good. And of course, joining us, rounding out the equation, is Mr. Ooh. Cody Reese Dolgett. <laughs> How the hell are you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful. I didn't know two plus two equals three in this. I'm not a mathematician. Every day. Even on your even on your favorite gay sex podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Well, so much to get into, but I just got back from Puerto Vallarta and had such a great time. I was there helping my sister finalize her condo. She got a new condo and we were running around ragged, furnishing it, making sure everything was up to snuff. And it's, I just wanted to tell everyone, if you go to Puerto Vallarta next time, outside of the Zona Romantica is a bunch of different great neighborhoods that oftentimes people don't venture out to. One of them is where my sister bought a condo and it's called Versailles or Versailles as they call Mm -hmm. it there. And they they call it the food gastronomy neighborhood because it's just filled with restaurant after restaurant. It's so delectable. I love every place around there. It's wider streets, walking distance to the beaches. So check that out. It's a lot of fun. And I also wanted to shout out to a show that is great. Um, the drag queen show, Mama Tits. I love her oh. name, Mama Tits. <laughs> so funny. She's, she was a political activist before she became a drag queen, so she definitely infuses that into her show. She sings. She She's a comedian. It was just a lot of fun. Great interpretations of songs that you know, but really funny, hilarious, and I highly recommend Mama Tits. And she will be on an upcoming Vakaya cruise line. She what? shared with us. Oh, so fun. Get it, Vakaya continues. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was really excited to see that. We were just like that kind of ugly laugh where you're snorting. Cody. <laughs> oh, oh, we're starting already. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> starting already. All right. <laughs> So much to get into on this show, and starting with LGBTQ or LGBTQ+. What's all the fuss about? Well, the the National Lesbian Gay Journalist Association recently shared that moving forward, the organization is adding a plus sign to LGBTQ to reflect the many identities that make up our growing community. It will now be known as NL. GJA, the Association of LGBTQ Plus Journalists. Not too long ago, the writer of this story shared the importance in our community as a descriptor and the debate that exists as to whether it's needed. This was after a commentary by humorist David Sedaris, and he was on CBS Sunday Morning. He doesn't like the word, lamenting that the use of the word, at least for him, is another rebrand. For example, he's gone from being homosexual to gay and now queer. Um, but many are saying it actually reflects our growing community and the plus sign queer represents many people that identify within LGBT and are just, um, 
and then the plus sign is non-binary it could be mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't mind i know it gets confusing sometimes we're going to talk about labels florida and schooling mm. in a bit but does it bother you when we keep changing the acronym lincoln and how it's growing to represent more people or do you just see it as that representing more well, I see it as representing more people, which is beautiful and wonderful. And our rainbow is many, many, many colors and non-colors and every color. But at the same time, I feel, why do we have to label everything so much? You know, I feel like it's almost, I don't know, it gets, I feel like we're so divided in so many other ways that <clears throat> I don't, I, I hope that putting us all under the same umbrella and that big plus sign means that we'll all get along and treat each other with respect and dignity and take a breath because we're still all people. Right. You know, we're all people. And like I've said on this show before, love and let love that that's always been my motto. And I know I'm a white 53 year old man who moved from California to New York. Like I haven't lived in middle America. I, I'm not black. I'm not Asian. I'm, you know what I mean? So I, I, I tread lightly when I talk about stuff like this, cause I want to respect everybody. And I feel that my friend circle and my relationship circle and my chosen family circle is all very diverse and very, um, the life I, I've strived to live my whole life. I just, let's just focus on loving one another and not another label to add to the bunch. I don't know. It's interesting. I really don't like, I'm, I'm not defined, you know, I don't want to be too held into saying anything, even though this is an opinion show, because my opinion isn't that forced or that defined. I just wish we would stop You know, people are hating drag queens for the love of God. What is going on in this world? So inclusion is great, but it it does dilute the pool. Yeah, it's interesting because, Cody, not everyone is all on the same page. For Mm -hmm. example, here in New York City, we have the LGBT Community Center in the village. And if you go on their site, for example, they actually still use LGBT and that's it. (laughs) So does that like mean that they don't think about or queer questioning things like intersex, asexual and non-binary? I'm sure it's not the case. Yeah. I hope they do. But, and then you go say on glad's website and they do not have the plus sign. Oh, but really? If, but if you go on the human rights camp, HRC, they have the plus sign. So I think for me, it's sort of a no, it's evolving and changing like life does. But if we're not all on the same page of it, how are we going to expect everyone to follow or to know what the plus sign even means? I mean, what are your thoughts on it, Cody? Yeah, I see both of those um, perspectives on this. I think that the plus sign, it's been used for quite a long time as far yeah, as I'm, I was going to say know. that, right? It's not new, right? It's, it's not just anything that, new. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that it was used to because our acronym was getting so um, like almost obnoxiously long. And so I think that the plus sign is what we it's something that is needed in, in order for the people that the LGBT does not cat. It doesn't catch them. So I feel like 
it because sexuality is so wide and varied, I think that for anybody who feels like they fall in between the cracks of any of these designations, it allows them to feel like they have a home. So I think that the plus sign is very necessary. And I think that it will allow people of all sexualities, no matter what, to be able to come and let uh, and know that they have a home with us. So I think it's great. Right. And it's good for me personally to see these stories like this because I was running around last Gay Pride saying, hey, it's Gay Pride. (laughs) Are we going to Gay Pride? And my friend's like, it's not Gay Pride. It's LGBT Pride or it's Pride. I'm like, oh, Hmm. shoot. Right. I know. But but that's what I mean. That why? Why is someone correcting you? Just fucking go to Pride. I don't. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm gay. And so but But no, it's like wishing people Merry Christmas. How did our, right. you know what I mean? People are offended that they're Jewish or they're not Christian and you wish them Merry Christmas. Well, I celebrate Christmas. Well, yeah. I'm a gay man. So I celebrate being gay and not for nothing. There was a time, especially in the eighties, the last thing you wanted to do was have a plus or a positive sign next to your Ooh, name. Hello. Yeah. So like, let's yeah. remember our history at the same time, but a lot of people don't care about history. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely see that. I think that, you know what if you are oh my gosh i lost my what i was going to say but it was really important <laughs> okay well i'll circle back to you cody when you get your brain fart back oh, <laughs> you, you lose it. <laughs> yes yeah. no i definitely see that as far as pride is concerned you shouldn't be correcting anybody because you get to actually define your sexuality so if you feel like you, you want to call yourself gay or you want to call yourself queer, I think that that is something that you you get to personally take stock of who you are and 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 really get to know yourself. And then, then, then you can designate yourself however you feel. I love that you brought this up, Cody, because I do want to make a <clears throat> comment about this. Oh, it was I learned, important. I, I, it was. I learned this recently that there is, a, and this might be old news, so please don't judge me if it is. No problem. But there is a cross-section of gay, oh, sorry, <laughs> as I totally ruin it. There's a cross-section of straight men mm-hmm. that don't like to be called straight because oh, wow. of all that it insinuates of your typical straight man. So they prefer to be called queer. Even though they're not gay, they're like gay. They're positive with gay people, not positive like HIV. Oh, my God. The semantics are going to kill me. But um, they're they're like accepting of all sexualities. So they like to be a queer straight man instead of just a straight man. That blew my mind and, and made me like, oh, my God, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, to be straight these days is almost not cool at times. So I can <laughs> exactly. kind of understand it. that right? queer. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, those poor, poor straights. I don't feel bad for them. Honestly. I know. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, moving on. Funny. We, I just go got back. I just got back from a visit with my father. I went to Houston uh-huh. for one week. And a lot of my dad has not changed. But one of our conversations that we had was about the way he's always seen the gay lifestyle is a hard lifestyle. And he has said he would never want his son to be gay because it's so hard. And this is the whole nature versus, you know, nurture thing. And I said to him point blank, because my dad and I have very practical, honest conversations. I said, do you think your life was easy? 
Ooh, you think having okay. me as a son and divorcing when I was five and the other things you've gone through in your life with your parents and other relationships, that that was easy and you being straight made it easier. And he was very kind of gobsmacked by that, that he heard it in a different way for the first time of life isn't easy. But I also understood from him that no one wants anyone to be discriminated against or any yeah. of that. You know what I mean? So I, it was a good conversation, actually. That's a great conversation That's because so I remember growing up thinking the same thing, my parents saying, who would ever want their kid to be gay? It's such, like you said, a hard life. And I'm loving life. And I think it's definitely not what they predicted mm -hmm. in those early conversations. Life has just changed. And, you know, there's work to be done and it's not easy for all of us at times but it's definitely not you know i'm glad that you kind of confronted your dad about that and yeah, had the conversation great. that's pretty cool well this is an ongoing conversation i've had with my dad over many like <clears throat> my dad and i don't hold back punches and we say things not mean but we say what we feel and then it helps us understand what's going on more you know what i mean which i think yeah. is really healthy well, moving on, there is a brand new documentary that does show Sign of the Times, Household Names. There's a new Pornhub documentary coming to Netflix, and the name of it's called Money Shot, Ooh. featuring interviews with sex workers, activists, and ex-employees of the porn giant. It will premiere March 15th, and it offers a deep dive into the successes and scandals of Pornhub as Netflix describes it, Money Shot chronicles how Pornhub fundamentally changed adult entertainment, allowing erotic content to reach a massive audience and turning pornography into a multi-billion dollar industry. The doc explores the allegations of non-consensual material and trafficking on the site and Pornhub's subsequent crackdown on its own content. You know, I was watching the trailer for this, and it, I definitely am going to... It does feature more straight performers, but there's one or two gay performers in it. I think Wolf Hudson is one of the performers who's gay and who does gay porn. And I was struck by it because I think it is become such a household name. This documentary would never have occurred even probably 10 years ago. It's mm -hmm. such a... Fire, but in there, they discuss things like human trafficking that you see on there and you know uh what's that thing when people post content from somebody revenge porn, revenge porn. yeah all that i mean cody will you be watching this documentary and what's your thoughts of pornhub coming to you know we're gonna get the the tea on this phenomenon i always love the behind the scenes of something like this i i, I loved welcome to chippendales oh did you watch that oh my god it was so good yes and i still have to watch the last episode but it, i could not stop watching it it's it's just so it's so good and it goes so in depth with everything and yeah uh but i feel like Pornhub Money Shot should be a will be a great film to watch because it, I feel like it's a no holds bar look into what is actually going on and and trafficking is such a, a a relevant problem right now that I think that this documentary is right on time so I will definitely be watching. You're right on that and we don't talk enough about human trafficking I think as it's just so prevalent and not just where I mean in places like where I'm from Oakland California it's just 
huge there. And I didn't even know that. And so really? this is crazy. Yeah. What do you think Lincoln is about this new documentary? Will you be watching it? And what are your thoughts about, you know, the zeitgeist of what's going on now and how in real time watching this documentary? Well, I, 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 I will, would love to watch it. It's not top priority for me. There are some other things I said I was going to watch and I didn't watch in the same kind of idea. Um, but I would like to like the fans only documentary or only fans documentary that that surfaced oh, at yeah, one point. Right? right. I never, I never watched that. I wanted to, and I didn't, I have to say when I was growing up and I was a little kid, I got my hands on a gay VHS tape and I hid that VHS tape with all my life in my room. <laughs> and I, when, when my mom, when no one was home, I would go and get it and put it in the VCR and be on high alert if anyone came home. Yep. And now kids can click a button. Yeah. Like yep. that is insanity to me. So I, you know, and I've even, I still have some of my old VHS tapes and I haven't done this in a while, but I used to just put them in because I have a VHS DVD combo disaster hooked up to my TV, which I never watch. And I started watching it and I couldn't even fast forward fast enough. <laughs> like my mind has been screwed that I, now I jump all over the place and there's no story anymore. And so I, you know, great for the documentary. I think it took a lot of money away from a lot of people. Same with Tumblr back in the day uh -huh. before they fixed Tumblr, which is now just, you know, Pinterest basically isn't right, Tumblr yeah. just like it's nothing. Pretty so much. I think it's interesting. I don't think, I don't think uh TikTok is good for our brains. I don't think Pornhub is good for our brains. I don't think social media, any of it's great for us. So hopefully this documentary will show some of the behind the scenes so we can maybe learn and not go full throttle like we I are. I agree, and I definitely will be watching. I love this kind of this kind of documentary. I think it will also focus on sex work and the people trying to take down sex workers. So I'm looking forward to seeing that side of it as well. I will side with you. Lincoln in that you're right I mean you had to fast forward to different scenes and just to cut back to when I was on the Vakaya cruise line recently I think I was telling everybody on the show that they had just for fans streaming inside each of our cabin rooms you could really right. I remember that yeah you said that. but the thing of it it was it started from the beginning and there was no fast forwarding so oh. I was watching a threesome like my friend was in the shower I'm like let me just put this on and I was watching it and if you weren't really into that scene it was this threesome that it was okay but there was no way to fast forward so you had to watch the whole thing and I was like uh, let me go back to the news or <laughs> <laughs> not let me or go back to the news the news or I kept on re I replay they had the cruise director and the celebrity cruise director they would do these daily information sessions on what to expect for the day and they do the whole thing it lasts about 10 minutes they tell you what to expect and then it, they would do some ads Andrew Christensen, of course, and then they'd go back to the, the replay of that. So I missed, watched the same day over and over again, waiting for my friend to get out of the shower. It was so funny, but I couldn't. It's like Groundhog I Cruise. Yeah, what is that? Ground? My, my friend's like, are you watching this again? Why are you watching this again? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I missed something. But 
It's know, not the Golden Girls. It's it, <laughs> it's not the Golden it's Girls. You don't bad. watch it over and over again. <laughs> I know. I couldn't Can help you myself. imagine if it was? I don't feel like any gays would be on the deck. There would be no red light district. All the gays would be on the deck. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking, yeah, moving on to Florida. If you thought it was bad, don't say gay law. Well, it's expanding with new proposed legislation that seems like it could go through. Florida lawmakers introduced legislation to prohibit someone describing themselves or others with pronouns besides the ones that they were born with. And that's at least in the context of Florida education system. So we're talking K through I believe it's nine, but legislation House Bill 1223 is aimed at requiring specified policies relating to persons' sex at public K through 12. Oh, it is K through 12. The bill summary says it prohibits specified actions relating to the use of certain titles and pronouns and revises requirement for instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in public schools. It also expands bans on sexual orientation and gender topics in schools from K to third grade as set up by Florida's parental rights and education, don't say gay bill, to pre-K through eighth grade instead. This, oh, angers me. More reason to be mad at Florida or at least the governor and what's going on in there because now we're going to ban you know kids that want to use they them and they say i was watching some news earlier on this particular subject and they're saying you know a lot of kids are choosing these pronouns without consulting their parents ahead of time and so they think that it's kind of a lockdown on keeping the parents in the conversation Mm -hmm until they are of a certain age. The other thing about not talking about sexual orientation or topics about that in school is like, so we're just going to act like it doesn't exist. I mean, I think kids can, you're not talking about sex. You're just talking about orientation. And there's a lot of history of LGBT within history. You're going to not say if it, if they were part of the acronym, just wash over that or are you going to risk getting in trouble i mean i don't know lincoln is this a step too far and is it really about the kids okay so this is why i have to say about this <clears throat> one they are young it is kindergartners and first graders and i don't think all the research has been put ninth into grade, this. To, excuse me to to 12 fine grade, though, too. and that's different And I think that there's a big difference between 9 through 12 and K through 3. So I am just going to put that out there that instead of this big wash, I don't think enough research has been done of how to educate in this way or the vocabulary that people use in an actual classroom. I'm not saying it should be banned. I'm not saying it should be full throttle. I just don't think... I do think this is very new when it comes to talking about it. The subject is not new, but when it comes to talking about it at these lower grades, I think it is new. That's one just statement I'm going to say, but to counter that, 
those kids are going to be gayer and more in touch with their identity than ever because there is a struggle there. And it's the same struggle that I had when I was in kindergarten, first grade and second grade. People weren't talking about identity in my second grade. I was the gayest thing ever. I was entering like dance contests and I wanted to be like on stage and jazz hands all the time. And I got eyebrows and rolled eyes and people were scared that I wanted to be a girl. And people were saying that because my mother had a divorce when, you know, I was young, there was no father figure. Remember that whole yeah. thing that I, people I, used to there. believe? Yeah, they used to believe that. Like, it was the gospel. Well, that didn't make me any less gay or more gay. It just was part of the bumps in the road that made me the man I am. So while I do want to be protective of our young gay or not gay, or just people exploring. I get it. But it's also, again, I, I if someone had turned and said, you could be whatever you want in first grade, I don't know. I don't know how I would have reacted because that didn't happen to me. And I'm right. not, and I, I don't, I still think it's too new to say that that is a hundred percent the way to go. And I am not a fan of Florida or anything having to do with it. <laughs> yeah, and I would agree with you too. I don't think there's enough research out there. I think it's definitely political by all means because when they went, you're right, it was up to third grade initially and then now it's bumped up to K through 12. Well, where's the studies that show this and why are we, it's definitely political. It's coming at a certain time, of course. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, yeah. And, and to ban this kind of stuff i mean first of all government getting involved in what kids you know and parents oftentimes the parents are included in the conversation cody about mm -hmm. they want to be called they them you can go on i'm now of that philosophy i love it when i click on I'm filling out a form and it actually has they them i'm actually now offended when i <laughs> fill out not offended but when I fill out a form and it just says male, female, I'm like, yeah. what? what is going on? And eyebrow. it's not me being too woke. It's just not representative of if a child wants to call themselves they, them, then they should be able to. It's there are, yeah. it's, it's what, what are your thoughts on this? No, I, I definitely agree with that statement. I think that people are really afraid to have children express any type of gender expression at all especially when it doesn't correlate to what they think of as gender expression like boys should be boys and girls should be girls it's a very binary world when it comes to especially florida and the united states yeah. <laughs> um i do think that it's really sad that the the gender can't be affirmed or when it's put upon them at such a young age, they don't grow up with the same sh uh, shame that I grew up with when I was a young kid out there in the world. I feel like if I was able to dictate my gender pronouns when I was a younger kid, then it I would have grown up to be so much more proud of who I was and that it would have allowed me to blossom in ways that I can't even imagine. You know what I'm saying? I definitely do. And I, I, I think it's a crock of shit, the argument that parents aren't in the know because I don't believe that a kid is going to choose the pronouns they, them, and 
not have talked it over with their parents because they would be fearful like we were back in the day of being outed. And so I think when you do that, you know who you are. It's a conversation. There are so many cool parents out there Mm -hmm. that are for it. So what the parent and the kid are in agreement that this is what their pronoun, but the government and the school system is going to deny what you want to be called as. And it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's, it's making a major drama out of something that is like, let's focus on more important things in schools. I think we have a lot of other issues than whether somebody wants to be labeled that. Now the education thing on sexuality, you know, maybe it's too early at certain ages, but maybe there should be more studies on this. Let's not put the government to decide this and implement it like it's law. It just reeks of politics and governor DeSantis trying to run for president yeah you know be a stronger trump or i don't know what he's trying to do but yeah yeah i just kind of want to backtrack just a second ago because you touched on families and a lot of parents being cool there are so many parents out there that to where they're the child doesn't feel safe in the family so i can definitely see where a child would go to school and want to express themselves in their gender identity and not really take that back home with them. So I do think that parents should be kept in the loop. However, I think it's a very fine line uh, on whether or not the, the, the parental household is really a safe space for them to express themselves. So it's, it's really a touchy subject. And I really do think that, like you guys said, more studies should be done uh, so that we can actually help the kids instead of denying them who they are in their existence. Yeah. And I wonder if everyone that is in Florida really agrees with all this legislation that's being done. I mean, so many New Yorkers loved specifically during the pandemic moved to Florida. And I'm wondering like, are they happy with that choice? Because you may have picked a bad place to move. I don't know. Um, anyway, a lot of the people I see that moved to Florida are in a speedo on a beach and not really concerned with politics, but wow. yeah, this might be my vision. They live in their best life, I guess. All right. Shoot me now with that. (laughs) (laughs) We love to love to give advice here at Tags Podcast. And we got one from a listener who wrote into us. He wants to be anonymous, and I respect that. Totally agree. Says, hey, guys, thanks for all the conversations you have here. You've helped me be more sexually confident and own my life, even in my monogamous relationship. I have a partner of five years and recently during sex, they said I felt loose in a positive way. In the moment, I couldn't take it as a positive because obviously as a bottom, the verbiage you're taught centers around being tight. And I felt like I was being called a name. It's silly, but I've worked to a lot. I've worked a lot to get my body back to where it feels comfortable after the pandemic weight gain. Girl, I feel you. <laughs> but I can't change, to my knowledge, that internal part to reflect what I think it should be. I don't bottom very often. So in my mind, I shouldn't have even been loose. This isn't the first mention either. Even while taking my virginity an ex of mine commented on me being loose. Is this a good thing? Am I bugging? It's just not something that makes me feel sexy. And in most other ways, I typically do feel confident and sexy. I'm not sure what to learn in or change how my booty came down the assembly line in the first place. Any thoughts? 
Well, I have my thoughts. Um, I'll share mine in a minute. But Lincoln, do you have advice to our listener on being too loose? He said it was silly, and I agree with him. (laughs) I just zeroed in on that word right now, too. Yeah, you're being silly. Like, if you've ever been in a dark room or in a sling and someone's like, open up more, open up more, push out, like, you're going to be okay. Love yourself. It's fine. Do your exercises. Squeeze it more often. I don't know. I'm out. (laughs) That's really great advice. And it's so funny. I did pick up on the word silly as well. He also mentioned that his long-term monogamous relationship partner meant it as a positive so that you got that there. And isn't that whose opinion you want from the most? I would offer. The other thing I would steer you towards, if you really do feel like it's an issue, you know, I interviewed... Again, Dr. Goldstein recently, who's a proctologist, he was talking a lot about this. It's on episode uh, three. Oh my gosh, what episode is this on? Let me just get it because I always get this wrong. 439, you can hear. And one of the things he mentions about that is, you know, in addition to asking if you're loose or not, it is a good idea in his recommendation especially if you are bottoming, to see a proctologist once a year, just to look up there and make sure everything's A-OK. And one of the things he says that he can also determine what, how much you're taking. If it's loose, he can help you, give you exercises, like oh. Kegel exercises. There are some areas that you can, there's Botox if you really want to go down the road for tightening if a hole has been, stretched say for example it doesn't sound like this is your case though but i will say if you are really concerned about it you could seek you know i would steer you towards that episode and also consider maybe seeing a proctologist just to give you some professional advice on there but other than that i kind of agree with lincoln too it doesn't seem like it's really a problem i don't know why people are using that word loose but to your point lincoln Maybe it's kind of like push out all those things that you hear, open up more. Can maybe it's not a bad thing. Yeah, and we've just you know conditioned ourselves to think it is. Well, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Cody, on this? First of all, if anybody ever called me loose, I would just tell them that their dick is too little. So, <laughs> <laughs> good one. I love it. Yeah, but I feel like that was a joke. But there's some truth in it also because I feel like. Not everybody is always going to be a physical match, but a penis is going to fit differently in a butt in different types of ways. I feel like sometimes people are just too big for other people and you work with those types of things. And sometimes, you know, your booty hole is just a little bit too big for the penis and that you got to do what you got to do. Me personally, I like a loose booty. I like a tight booty. I like as long as you're giving me the booty, I'm okay with it. And I'm going to do what I can do to work around it. So I don't think it's that big of a deal like you guys were saying. If you're that worried about it, yes, do your do your Kegels, do some of the things that Dr. Goldstein suggested. But at the end of the day, you got to love yourself and you got to love love that that booty. You know, I will say one more thing you just reminded me of, Cody, which I love, is when I was single... And having sex with, you know, multiple partners, um, I noticed that certain lube uh-huh. with certain butt felt really good, but didn't feel good with other butt 
certain condoms felt really good with certain butt and others did not that there was a whole like i i actually got really into it god i haven't thought of this in so long because it's been like a decade but there was a time (laughs) where i had like four different lubes and four different kind of condoms. Did you like so that, put a label maker on the name? I did. So I knew, it? no, not the name, but I did. I knew like, Oh, this seems like this kind of situation. This is, and I would job. try it and it would yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> there's or always it. There's always a John. There's <laughs> always a John, a John. Mark, a Steven, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. Yeah. So there I might mean, be a lube, like a, a heat sensitive lube, or a, like there might be something different that might not make you necessarily tighter, but might feel different for both of you to play mm-hmm. around with. Cause it is about play and everyone has been awkward in sex, saying the wrong thing, touching the wrong area, referring to things in a way that can offend everyone, but you're having sex. So please let it go. Yeah. And just thinking about, something that came to my mind, certain guys that have very like a bulbous or a bigger booty oftentimes can feel tighter. I think it's just, there's more mass there. And so, you know what (laughs) I'm saying? In the trunk. Yeah. More junk in the trunk. And so sometimes that contributes to, I think a tighter ass as well. So I don't know. There's all sorts of reasons, and I hope that helps to you. You also can write in, and we love to give solicited sex and relationship advice. Simply go to our Instagram page, at Tags Podcast, and send a message there, or you can ask for advice by going to our website, tagspodcast.com. Okay. The CDC is warning of a drug-resistant Shigella infections among gay men, um, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention has issued a health advisory to warn the public of an increase of a drug-resistant bacteria called Shigella. Shigella. They are limited antimicrobial treatments available for this particular drug-resistant strain of Shigella, and it's also easily transmittable, warned the CDC in the Friday advisory. It's also able to spread antimicrobial resistant genes to other bacteria that infect the intestines. So just to tell you a little bit about what Shigella infections, um, they can cause fever, abdominal cramping, diarrhea that is bloody. The bacteria can spread by fecal oral route. So think eating ass and... (laughs) But, you know, I was looking at doing a little bit more deep dive into how you can get this and some of the recommendations that they say is if you're having ass play like say you for example let me create a scene here you are giving the oral and receiving oral and mouth on dick all that good stuff and then you start the ass play Mm -hmm. what they recommend is if it's somebody that you don't know don't go back to oral play after you've had ass play unless if if you don't know them you need good hygiene and so you're essentially like potentially contaminating your mouth on the dick which was inside the ass you get the picture so they say do things like you know practice good hygiene after sex rinse off this is going to be a good one for me too to remember too and sometimes you're just so tired you just want to go to sleep but rinse off with good soap and water um but, you know, I think good 
good warnings here to keep us all safe and healthy. I don't know, Cody, what are your thoughts on this? And eating ass could be a way that you could get this, correct? No, that's why I, I laughed because I was like, oh, what? how does this apply to us? And of course, it's the eating ass. And that's how it applies to gay men. Um, I, I think that this is just, this is crazy that this is one more thing we have to, it was COVID and then it was monkeypox. And now it's, now it's Shigella? I can't believe this. It won't just stop coming. It's like uh, 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 we wanted to keep like coming, but yeah, <laughs> it's like that three-way porn you were watching on the on the cruise. Yeah, exactly. this is this is ridiculous. I, yeah, guys, just be safe out there. I think that uh, ass to mouth play. It's it sounds really hot in in theory, but if, if you're going to get shigella because of it, then I think that you should probably steer clear of it and. Just do what you can in order to be safe. Yeah. I don't know. Lincoln, what are your thoughts on this? I enjoy hygiene very much. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone can be a little cleaner across the, the, the gamut. And you're you know what I mean? very clean right now, right, Lincoln? Because you told me when I saw you earlier today that can we just start 10 minutes later because I really want to take a shower. I wanted to and- take a shower after <laughs> teaching class because I teach a class for two and a half hours rolling around on the floor and touching weights. And if I can just rinse off before this, it's a little better. You know, I think I but I also pick up garbage in New York City because I think that we have to be part of the solution and not the problem. So and then I wash my hands after I pick up garbage because I think everyone can pick up garbage and wash their hands more and think, you know, but I'm also of a generation that would eat ass through um, dental dams. Uh, no, the paper, oh. the. The not well, it's a dental dam. The Peter's here with pretzel. Hi, honey. Um, saran wrap. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you just put saran smart. over your <laughs> butthole and eat for days, and then you change the saran wrap. So, this is oh. like that to me is normal, but I come of an age where like scabies and HIV, and there were a lot of questions out there of how you got anything, and it's not personal. Like when you have 5,000 people on a cruise ship and everyone's having sex with everyone constantly every single day, yeah, people are going to get stuff. It's not personal. It's not a gay thing. It's just a human thing that we need Mm -hmm. to be smart about and take care of each other more about. These are always great reminders, I think, just to keep like we said good hygiene and because we want everyone to have a good time sex like you said is play and enjoy it and i i wasn't thinking i i was xing myself out of this conversation because i'm like oh i don't really eat ass and it's not really my thing but i have been in the moment where i've been fucking or getting fucked and then you go back to oral Mm. right and i didn't think of that and so you you know these are good things to just kind of you didn't I didn't really think oh. too much. I mean, it wasn't like an obvious for me, but it's I mean, a good some reminder. people think that's really hot, which yeah. <laughs> takes us back to Pornhub. If you watch that on Pornhub, yay, everyone wins because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not cross contaminating. You know right. what I mean? It's like keeping your raw meat <laughs> in the refrigerator <laughs> on the bottom <laughs> shelf. You always keep raw meat on the bottom shelf because E. coli can travel down. 
Hold on, it's been on the top shelf. Can I, I pause the show? Note. I got I to gotta run to the refrigerator real quick. Oh, no. <laughs> Go away. Oh, right, come on. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Love it. Okay. Moving on to a, a Reddit thread, a simple Reddit thread that posed the question, why are daddy issues so common in the gay community? Well, Lincoln... You just spoke with your daddy, so uh, your dad, not your daddy. <laughs> the guy wrote. Careful now. I know, I know. <laughs> he, he, I was like, that's a, a Pornhub. <laughs> that's a Pornhub thing right there. If I ever heard one, <laughs> he wrote, "Got called daddy last night, and it made me feel icky and old. I'm only 41." And he put the emoji with those silver beady eyes, which I love. Got 52 comments. I won't read all of them we can discuss what we think about this one you know i have recently tapped into a younger market i will say <laughs> and i'm not mad at it and i i'm fully i always say my age i'm proud of my age mm -hmm. you know not a biggie for me but sometimes i either get oh i didn't realize you were that sometimes i get younger ones like the guy last night <laughs> that was almost 20 years younger than me. I keep meaning, and they don't seem to have a problem with it. They are not calling me daddy. A couple people have called me and it does make me feel, I don't know. I'm not offended, but it's like, I don't feel like I'm daddy type because I don't feel it. Do you think we're throwing that name around too much? And do we have daddy issues, Lincoln? Okay. I love this question right now because <laughs> yes. of going to sit, going to visit my father. I, it's so funny that this is I know. coming up on the show. Perfect. I told, you know, I, you guys know this, everyone who listens to the show knows this. I'm pretty, you know, I'm in therapy, but therapy and what I tell normal people for the most part, is not far. Like I'm very open about my life and my fiance and my upbringing and things I got through. Like I don't, you know, I'm not a big secret person. So just in general, I would say to people, yeah, I'm going to go visit my father in Houston for a week. And I would say out of 15 gay men that I told this to, 10 of them had some, you talk to your father? Ooh. You still speak to your father? Oh my God, I didn't know you talked to your father. Gay men have issues with their dad. Apparently. Yeah. And if you're offended that someone's calling you daddy, that's called your problem. I think being, if it's in sex and stuff, I think it's hot. It's like, hey, daddy. Like, I've never thought of that as a negative. So if you hear that and you feel old and you feel like that means all these negative things, check in with your relationship with your own father and get a little therapy because it's really not that serious, I don't think. I, I, I was shocked and amazed by some people's reaction, like they couldn't believe it. And I, I just, I didn't know that they were so wounded and scarred by their relationship with their own father that they would react to someone just saying they're going to go visit someone so harshly. It was so strange to me. And it was the majority, not the minority mm. that did that. Hey, listen, cycle of life. I mean, these days with so many deaths, it seems daily with young people of certain ages to make it to to be called a daddy it's like you're doing okay if you're still around these i mean yeah. you're still living and so it's well ageism is at, a, at an all-time high i mean yeah. i don't know why our culture the gay culture in particular but also just america does not revere older people at all 
Yeah, right. At all. And those are the people Other with something called too. wisdom and yeah. experience and things we should be learning from. And the older generation didn't grow up on scrolling. They grew up on getting an education and life experience, not in a phone. Right. Although, it's kind of an American so annoying. phenomenon. Yeah. Um, all right, Cody, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I see what you guys are saying. I feel like that, for me, in my perspective, daddy issues, they mainly stay, uh, stem from constantly wanting to please your parents and by seeking their approval. And I feel like the main relationship you have with a man when you're growing up is with your father. So I think that because you... Well, I can only speak from personal experience. My father did not really look at me positively when I came out as a gay person. So I think that me wanting to please him subconsciously uh, makes the whole daddy issues thing that much more prevalent in my mind. That being said, I do not have an issue with other people people having a positive relationship with their fathers. <clears throat> Joe, my boyfriend, he has a wonderful relationship with his father. His father is so supportive. I think his dad is great. We don't always agree all the time, but he <laughs> I think he's a very supportive father. He's a great dad. So in Lincoln, you're going to see your father. I think that's fantastic. I personally do not mind being called a daddy. I think that I look so young that it doesn't even matter that you can call me a daddy anytime and it makes me feel powerful it makes me feel macho it makes me feel virile so i i really love the macho, whole eh? yeah you know and i like to feel a little bit like burly sometimes so come with it call me a daddy anytime you want to i like zaddy yeah <laughs> i like zaddy too yeah zaddy's a little bit i think i was looking it up recently and it's just a little bit you have a little bit of swagger so to it so i kind of like that but i don't have issues with any of that and yeah just embrace it usually if somebody's probably calling you that it's probably because they're into you and they want it's like a flirtation or a sexual wink nod to you so it's not usually meant in a negative way and i think it's kind of cool that like we all have said so many of us have dad issues that we've almost flipped the word like we did queer and many other words yeah to be kind of a positive i think it's a positive in our community and so we'll kind of look at it from that perspective lincoln were you gonna say something no i'm good oh good okay no. <laughs> <laughs> okay apparently um, i always have a comeback and i didn't I, this time yeah, it's no, fine I, 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 I said that on purpose because i always love your comebacks uh, it's like you reflect no on it, i just think it's funny to call cody a daddy <laughs> it just from my perspective you're very it's like calling joe a daddy like but i'm sure there is some 18 year old kid out there that would turn to Joe and be like, Hey, you're a daddy. I would, just, <laughs> I would fall on the floor in laughter, but I guess it's all perspective, happening here. right? You know, exactly. All perspective. They better I'm not, not call him while I'm there because they, they might lose a head and call him <laughs> my daddy. Just call me by it's my okay. name, please. <laughs> okay. And lastly, 
I pretty much know how you're going to fall on would you do this or not if you guys were in a long distance relationship, but there is, you can't make this up, a group of university students in China created a device to help people in long distance relationships connect better. The remote kissing device is being billed as the solution to long distance relationships. So it's a 3D silicon gadget. It has a mouth-shaped module, almost like a flesh jack-ish, which I don't think they thought of that, which is hilarious. And it's triggered through a kiss, which is then transferred to the mouth on the other side. So in other words, I saw the TikTok video and you kiss this lip, rubber lip thing, and it... The way you kiss permeates back to you. You would have to have the device on your end too. It would mimic it on your end via an app or however it works. It mimics the movement, temperature, and pressure of the kiss using sensors and links to phones. Okay, here we go. Via Bluetooth and an application. Okay, I was right on that. Um, I am such, I love kissing. I know I'm pretty sure I speak for all of us. I've been told I'm a really good kisser. There's nothing like real lips. I'm sorry. FaceTime the person. I would not be buying this thing and kissing a rubber contraption. I think it's gimmicky. It's fun, but I vote no. How do you vote, Cody? Yeah, that's definitely a no for me, dog. I think that this is absolutely, it's kind of ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> There's no substituting the real thing, like you were saying. I think that this just is, it's its really something that, I don't know, maybe people are just getting a little bit too involved or they're thinking a little bit too much about long distance and how they can feel closer to someone, but this ain't it, boo, sorry. Yeah, it's interesting, Lincoln, because there. I watched this Lisa Ling special, Life... Um, I love like, her, Life I with Lisa, her. or Life yeah, in America, or whatever. Something yeah. like that. And <clears> one <throat> of them, she did an in-depth profile of a guy that was having a relationship with one of those virtual... those Not virtual, those dolls, like human robot dolls that okay. look very real. And he had named her. He was actually married... uh, his wife couldn't have sex anymore and she endorsed it. So, but it's still at the end of the day, it was, you know, a robot that he kind of had this secondary relationship with. And I mean, I kind of understood a little bit, but, you know, she said all the the right things, of course, to him for him sexually as well. But I don't know. Are you for this or not? Lincoln. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Like, not, not my gig. Same with the flashlight. Hygiene. I, I got one of those things once, came in it, couldn't wash it the right way. Nope. Throw it out. Nope. Really? Not my gig. No. no, I don't. I do not like any of that stuff. It just doesn't. It's oh my God. so silly to me. Cody, okay. I feel like you didn't Joe want to borrow your flashlight? Oh, yeah, You're like, absolutely not. I was like, no, I will buy your own before you can use mine. Because <laughs> I jerk off with no lube. Too. I don't need a, fl- a flashlight. Uh, no, no. <laughs> flashlight, no. but yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. Nope. No, thank you. I will we want to hear from you. Would you, if you are in a long distance relationship, would you do this? Let us know. 
visit us at Tags Podcast on Instagram or like I said, our website, tagspodcast.com. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Thank you guys. As always. I do have yeah. one special announcement if I could do this yeah, to close the show today because uh, in two weeks I won't be able to do the show. I know we switch off. Pretzel says hello. Yeah, um, so it is now official that on March, Pretzel, are you taking my thunder? I think she is. Uh, on March 20th, which is two weeks uh, from um, this today, this Monday, um, is officially the Protein Bakery Night at Madison Square Garden. Oh. And um, I am the only business that will be featured. Uh, the Knicks, in conjunction with Chase Bank and Madison Square Garden, are honoring the Protein Bakery as an LGBTQ plus yeah. business oh owned God. small business oh in New York City. I got a grant. They also gave me $5,000 to have a booth at the garden and hand out protein bakery to everyone in the audience. They came oh and did a God. photo shoot at the bakery, which went really, really well. Yay. And they're going to do huge blow up posters with me and my story. I will be on the Jumbotron. It's the Knicks versus the Timberwolves. Uh -huh. um, I have four <laughs> seats to go to the game, which I'm very excited about. And um, it's, you know, I'm literally playing the garden before Madonna does for her celebration. Oh, yes. so I am her, extremely I honored. There will be a lot of this on social media for Protein Bakery, at Protein Bakery, as well as at Matt Lincoln. But um, it is uh, at a time, 24 years I've had this bakery. And wow. while I have been honored by Oprah and by People Magazine and some press stuff, never has this bakery been honored by a professional athlete company. And I have said for years that the Protein Bakery is for the athlete in all of us. Anyone who wants to eat better, more balanced, have a cookie that goes a little better for them, more nutritionally balanced, and now to, to be put up... And, and I'm going to be in the directory for Chase Bank and for the Knicks and for Madison Square Garden from here forward as a small business LGBTQ plus. So, Lincoln, wow. very oh, happy. congratulations. So Thank congr you. Congratulations. This is huge. I'm so yes. proud and happy for you. Thank you. Awesome. Very excited. And check out his, I just bought a box of the breakfast cookie that I'm taking with me to Vegas this Yay. week. And so I will be, yeah, love those. My favorite. You Thanks. can, you know, you can follow Protein Bakery on Instagram. It's at Protein Bakery, at Protein Bakery, and see all of these exciting new updates. Thank you for that, Lincoln. Follow Lincoln's personal account at Mad Lincoln, at Mad Lincoln. You can follow Cody. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching, KMD Coaching, and of course, his personal account at Mr. Maurice. Follow me at I am underscore Steve V, or of course, the show at Tags Podcast on all social media platforms. Guys, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. And in the meantime, continue having hot, hot gay. Sex. with people or plastic or yourself or whatever <laughs> floats your boat flashlights flashlights